Yes, sir. It's your boy, Jelani Goodridge-Reed. I am back. Welcome to the latest episode of Read Between the Lines. That is RBTL. So obviously be sure to follow at the RBTL show on Instagram for more of my episode clips, more of my episode updates, uh, show times, all that stuff, all that sort of thing. And follow me on there, but not just there. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, uh, Radio Public, all these sort of sites you can find me on uh, with my show episodes. But yeah, I'm happy to be, to be back. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while for sure. I, I've been busy. So that's why I haven't gotten any episodes out. I know NFL has been full swing. Shout out to my Dallas Cowboys 5-1. You see the Zeke jersey back there. You see it. So uh, right now we're off to a good start. But let's hope that it lasts the season long. Um, you know, just to hopefully get to the playoffs and do things down the road. That's what I'm really hoping for. But anyway, today's not about NFL. Okay, I know that the NFL, like I said, in full swing, we also got the MLB playoffs. All right, Atlanta, let's see if they don't choke. They, they're a city that chokes. Okay, we've seen it before. Falcons, sorry, Braves last year, 3-1. Same sort of thing with the Dodgers in the NLCS, and they failed. So let's see if they fail again. Who knows? I don't think so. Um, we got on the other side, the Astros, Red Sox, all that uh, happening right now and NHL just started back so shout out to the Penguins uh, let's hope for a good year let's hope for a playoff berth this season obviously Crosby out Malkin as well he's trying to get back so things not looking too good from that area but um, it's it's an okay start for us so far and it's really on the goaltending but anyway it's not about those sports it's all about ball today we're talking basketball we're talking NBA predictions my guys and girls we're talking ball all right so today i'm giving you my nba predictions we're going to break it down east west awards and of course jelani's fraud watch i have developed this new saying this new term called the fraud watch you guys are you know all aware about it i've talked about it on instagram and on twitter but for those who know just a quick thing the fraud watch is for any team any player who isn't performing up to par or is on you know high alert in terms of needing to show up when when it matters most so i'm going to get to that later but let's get right into it the east all right so the eastern conference we're going to start with them here's my top six teams in the eastern conference i got the bucks the nets heat hawks celtics and then the bulls so that rounds out my top six and then when we're looking at when we're looking at the play-in, remember the play-in tournament, seven through 10 all play in that tournament. So here's how it's looking here. I got the Sixers here. I have the Knicks, the Hornets, and then 10th, the Pacers. A lot of fans are gonna come after me right now. A lot of people are gonna come after me right now. Here's how the rest of the Eastern Conference will look at 11. This is where you guys are gonna be upset with me. I have the Raptors missing the play-in. Not just the playoffs, but the play in. Give me the Wizards at 12, the Cavaliers 13th, and then rounding out the East, the Magic and the Pistons 14th and 15th, respectively. As for the Raptors, all right, quick thing on them they're young, we're in transition, 
right? All Raptors fans want a playoff berth. I understand that we're so accustomed to it now, given the 2010s, so much success with Lowry, DeRozan, then obviously Ka Kawhi comes in and, and brings us all the way. But this is a new Raptors team. This is a Raptors team that resembles the team when we had a young DeRozan, a young Lowry, and we didn't really know who we were yet. A lot of young guys, up and coming guys, trying to work their way, find their way, and entering their better years, their prime stages in their career. That's how we're seeing Fred Van Vliet right now with OG Ananobi. Uh, Siakam, he is hurt, so that, does, that doesn't help anything out. That hurts us as we begin the season, not having him there. But yeah, you have the young cornerstones. I understand that. But it's definitely a transition period right now for the Toronto Raptors. And I think that the Raptors need a star player, like an all-star, bona fide, all-star caliber player in order for us to be one of those teams. Because I see a lot of Raptors fans talking about, oh, we're going to make the, the, the conference playoffs as a fourth seed, as a fifth seed. As a 60, I don't even see us in the top six. I don't. And, and I'm not being a, a biased fan. I'm not being delusional. I'm just telling it or saying it how it really is right now for the Toronto Raptors. All right. Transition period. Also, as for our bigs, last year was abysmal in terms of the center position. Okay. Abysmal. Terrible. All adjectives you want to say. Whatever. We have Precious in, in the door now from, from the Heat trade with Kyle Lowry and, and Jogic comes in. But yeah, Precious, Precious uh, Achua is coming in. He's going to be interesting to watch this season. How does he grow, right? How does he command the paint? We did see struggles in the first game against Washington. So I want to see how that progresses this season. Can we hang with teams in the East? Because a lot of teams in the East have those bigs. We're talking Philly, we're talking Milwaukee, all those guys. So how's it going to work out there? Because if we want to be specific, Daniel Gafford, he went off in game one. So I, I want to see how that's going to play out. We obviously have Ken Birch and, and Boucher there. But yeah, that's the one spot I'm really zeroing in on. I have, I still have some concerns about our bigs spot. So hopefully we can get our hands on, you know, Marvin Bagley. He's He's disgruntled from Sacramento. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. He's cheap. A lot of people want DeAndre Ayton since all that drama with the Suns right now in contract, but he's way more expensive than Bagley. You never know. You never know. That's just something I'm throwing out there, but the Raptors will be okay. They'll be fun to watch. I love Scotty Barnes. He's going to come in and he has a chance to be the rookie of the year. Plays both ways, both ends of the floor. Highly talented. Okay, he's long, athletic, fast. I love what the Raptors can do with him. We could develop him and become and make him become somebody to really, really watch moving forward um, as a potential all-star. He has that ceiling and he could do multiple things on the floor, like I said. So I'm very excited for the Raptors uh, moving forward. Fred Van Vliet will be a you know a, a most improved player. Uh, candidate this year he will he has the opportunity to really do that because you don't have Kyle Lowry anymore it's your team Fred it's your time it's your time to shine with Pascal uh, when once Pascal comes back but yeah he's going to command the ship but anyway I just don't see the Raptors making the playoffs I don't see us being better than the top six teams I mentioned I don't see us being better than some of the teams in the play in that I mentioned
as you see on the screen. I don't, I don't see it right now. Okay, because the Sixers, they're still there. I know that the Ben Simmons thing is happening, but they're still a good team. They might drop a bit though because of it, because of all the drama happening. But they're still a good team. The Knicks, they're not the same Knicks of the past five years. Okay, they're actually competent. You have the Hornets there. The Hornets are young. They're flashy, and I do think that they have something really working there with Lamelo Ball and company. And then you have at tenth of the Pacers. The Pacers are always a team people sleep on. They're going to be there. All right. They're going to be a team to watch this season, given health. I hope that they're healthy because when they are healthy, they can definitely make some noise. Sabonis, yeah, Miles Turner, Brogdon, Lavert. I think Lavert being on this team is really, really intriguing. Chris Duarte, I, I mean, come on. What what else can you say? Great start to, to his career. So they have some parts in Indiana, but we'll see how that works out and plays out but yeah sorry Raptors fans not gonna happen this year I see us at 11 but yeah that's how the east is shaking out so again just a reminder these are my top six Bucks Nets Heat Hawks Celtics Bulls all right the Bulls are gonna be interesting I think uh Zach Levine you guys know me about Zach Levine like I'm the biggest Zach Levine fan and probably on the planet I love what he could do he's a mix of athleticism along with being just a hooper like he's he could get his buckets wherever he wants on the floor um two-pointer three-pointer and again he's just somebody who just demonstrates and, and he's definitely the he's the personification of an athlete like athleticism pure athleticism i love zach levine but now you bring lonzo ball you bring De demar derozan this is going to be a great unit. You have Vucevic there. I like what they're doing. And I'll talk about them a bit later for the awards. Uh, wink, wink. I can't wink. But there, there's somebody on the Bulls that I believe will have an award this year. So that's a hint. And then the another team to watch in, in this top six and in the Eastern Conference, I'm looking at the Hawks. The Hawks are someone I'm also going to be talking about later. But Trey Young, man. Ice Trey. Ice Trey. It's going to be in interesting to see how he continues to improve, how he continues to grow. He had a fantastic year last year. And obviously the playoffs really made him become Trey Young. So we'll see how that works out. Hey, McMillan, man, he, he could have got the coach of the year last year. He could have uh, the way that he had the Hawks playing the second half of the year. But yeah, that's how it's looking in the East. In the Western Conference now, in the Western Conference, here's my top six. I have the Jazz. Yes, I know a lot of people like Utah. What are you talking about Utah? Utah's a good team. They're a good team. And, and they always prove it in the reg regular season. They go strong. They go hard in the regular season. All right. So I have them at number one. Number two, LA, the Lakers. Number three, yes, they're back. The Golden State Warriors. All right. They're going to be third. The Nuggets at four. The Suns. And then Lucas Mavericks at number six. And then here's the West play in tournament let me pull that up for you right here so the west i have it looking like this all right the clippers really really interesting team as well this season obviously Kawhi uh hurt right now so he won't be back for a while the question is going to be does he come back and if he comes back how will the clippers look that you obviously add um justice winslow to the team you have eric bledsoe so some interesting uh, additions to this team. So they're going to be someone to watch in the West. I don't think they're going to have as good of a year as they had last year. That was a lot due to Kawhi's play. He's not here 
uh, as I mentioned. So, but then number eight, the Grizz, man. The Grizz are going to be an eight seed. Why? That guy, Ja Morant. Shout out to my fantasy team. We call it Jalani Morant. That's the fantasy team name I'm using this year. Couldn't get him though. He was on my queue and then uh, someone took him right before my pick. But anyway, I think the Grizzlies are going to rely on Jaw this year. And, and they're a good team. They're a good team that is rising. They're an up and coming team. They might have a type of year that we saw from teams like the Knicks, the Hawks last year that came out of nowhere. No one was really expecting much, but they played really well. The only problem for Memphis is they're in the Western Conference. Nine. The Blazers, I don't see any improvements from their roster. Um, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard was talking about, okay, I want out. No, not true. Because a lot of people were like, oh, Dame wants to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He just wants uh, a team that could contend for a championship. So that's what he was talking about. And um, the issue with that is they didn't really add anything. What, Cody Zeller? No. So anyway... I don't see it happening for the Blazers. They're going to be ninth. Uh, sorry, Dame. Uh, shout out fantasy team again. And then 10th, the Timberwolves. I think the Wolves are a team that, you know what? They're young, but they have some talent here. They have something to really work with. And I have to mention his name again. Ben Simmons should go to the Wolves. Think about that. Ben Simmons with Cat, with A. Edwards. The, they would have to probably move D'Lo in that deal, but... You also have uh, McDaniels, who would probably also have to be moved. But if they somehow find a way to keep either McDaniels or, or, or Russell, um, I mean, hey, you're working with something here. But yeah, they have some young talent in Minnesota right now. And if they can mesh, if they could really work together well enough, you never know what could happen with the Wolves this season. And then um, here's how the rest of the West rounds out. So I have the Kings just missing the, the play-in. They're going to be 11th. The Pelicans, yes, the Pelicans are not making the play-in. Not in my mind. Um, I know it's a shock because they got uh, Brandon Ingram, All-Star, Zion. I mean, that's a whole other thing I'm going to be touching on later. But I just don't believe in this team right now. I don't I don't like it. I, I know they got JV just extended as well on a two-year deal. I'm not liking what I'm seeing so far with the roster construction in New Orleans. I'm just, I'm confused. Um, then you have the Thunder at 13. I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to have a huge year, despite the fact that he's on the Thunder, a young team, very, very young, inexperienced team that's probably not going to make much noise in the West, but Shea will have an MIP bid for most improved. And then the Spurs and Nuggets round out the the Western Conference. So honestly, those are those are my picks for for the conferences. I think teams to watch though this year. Look, I'm looking at the Celtics as well. Let's go back east. I'm looking at the Celtics, they had a disappointing year last year. I really want to see how it's going to work out this year. I think Jason Tatum is going to grow. A lot of people, some people, I mean, think that he could have an MVP type year this year. I would love to see that. Um, I think it's maybe a year or two to early to top MVP with Jason Tatum's name. But um, the center spot, I mean, Robert Williams is going to have to have a big year this year for the Celtics if they want to do things deep in the playoffs. Uh, Schroeder, he comes in um, to the Celtics, uh, obviously former Laker last season, that whole thing with the contract and whatnot. I think Schroeder 
coming off the bench, she has a bid for six man of the year. So the Celtics are a team I'm watching. Obviously the Nets, uh, I mean, we'll touch on them later. They're, they're going to be very, very fun to watch this year. But yeah, that's how everything's playing out in the East and in the West. You guys just saw it. As for West teams to watch, I'm looking at the Warriors. They're back, right? Um, Steph Curry, he's going to have a great year. And obviously, we're talking about Klay Thompson coming back at some point, right? But it's not just the Splash Brothers. It's the Splash Step Brother, Jordan Poole. Where did this guy come from? Oh, yeah, he was Michigan. Okay, shout out to Wolverines fans who know about Jordan Poole. He was like this in college, okay? Let's remember that buzzer he hit against Houston, okay? So he's going to have a nice, nice season for the Golden State Warriors. And he's going to have a lot of action as Clay tries to, you know, get back into the groove of things and get back uh, to playing action. And remember, they don't have James Wiseman right now. They don't have Kaminga right now. They're getting talent. They're getting more talent in the door as time goes on. So the Warriors are team watching and maybe they make a big trade. You never know what's going to happen by the deadline. So the Warriors are team I'm watching out West and also Lucas Mavericks. Why? Because, you know, we're looking at it and we're saying to ourselves, is Luca going to get MVP? Is very possible but the only thing with that is can they be in the top four ish area i think for luca to win mvp they have to be top 14. Uh, the west is so hard to predict right now the hierarchy is very tough to, to see right now uh, you have all these teams bunched up together i think luca Doncic though he's gonna have a big year why because they need him then the dallas maps need him to have a big year if if they don't have no luca Doncic, they're not making the top six. If they don't have no Luka Doncic coming up big for them, they're going to probably fall into the play-in tournament. So, but I don't think they're going to find themselves there. They do have uh, some nice parts around Doncic and a lot of shooting. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, that's that's how I'm seeing things in the Western Conference right now. Now, now, where everything really goes on and all the big talks all the big debates happen the playoffs okay so the playoffs i'm going to skip right through and go all the way to the conference finals let's go east conference finals in the eastern conference i think a lot of people have this pick i think that i'm not really going out on a limb here i have the bucks playing the nets uh i think a lot of people just have this one uh they're the two favorite teams in the east uh the two favorites they're, they're the best teams in the east i think that is those two it's milwaukee it's brooklyn it's everyone else that's how i see it that's how i view it i don't see the heat being better than these two i don't see the celtics i don't see the hawks no i don't see anybody now who's gonna win it i have the milwaukee bucks winning in six games yes yes i was somebody who said nets and nets all the time just like everyone else but what is holding me back right now is Kyrie Irving. It's Kyrie Irving. Where is he? We don't know. Will he come back? We don't know. Seems unclear. Now, if they don't have him, it makes things a bit difficult. I'm going to say this. Yes, they still have KD and all those guys, but it makes it a bit difficult for them to win. And, and as for the Bucks, I mean, they have Giannis, right? They have Giannis. They have their big three coming off of a championship win. They have cohesion, unlike the, the Nets' big three. The Nets' big three barely play together. How many times have we seen Kyrie play with KD and Durant? Hmm? What, less than 10 times, probably? So there's a lot more 
um, cohesion, like I said, with the Bucks big three with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, rather than the the Nets big three. That that's going to be big come playoff time. That's going to be big. So you look at the Bucks core; they're returning. Also, you have the return of Dante Divincenzo. That is a big. Um, that's a big um, pickup for them. Why? Because when when they lost him in the playoffs last year, they did struggle without him at times. Despite winning the championship, you could tell there were cer- there were certain games, certain situations when they needed a bucket, when they needed some creativity on the floor, and he wasn't there. Dante is a guy that could come in, be creative with the basketball, and he could get his own shot. So Divincenzo coming back that really helps him coming off of his injury, and then. Grayson Allen, he comes in, um, you know, shoring up the shooting. He, they lost uh, Bryn Forbes. He went back to the Spurs, I believe. And now Grayson Allen comes back um, in return. So that's that's pretty good for them. And then obviously George Hill, he comes, adds experience. So they have the core. They have the championship core. They're back. And, I, and another thing is, I actually, I now have come around. I believe in Chris Middleton. I did. I was not a Chris Middleton believer at all. I wasn't. I was like, he is gonna hold Giannis back from Giannis's championship dream. But we saw twenty three point six points per game in the playoffs. I trust him now. He came up big in many many moments. We all know he's the last shot guy on the Bucks, and you know what? He has been club at times. Let Let's just call it like it is. And. He was he was huge in their pursuit for a championship uh, last season. So I think that Middleton coming up big throughout the season and definitely in the playoffs in 2022 will be the reason why the Bucks could win this series and can win the series. And I just think honestly, the Nets defense is going to get exposed. They have a good offense. We all we all know that. It's, it's, it's nothing new. It's not breaking news that they have a great offense. The defense is such a concern for me. That's why I can't put all my stock into the Nets right now. I can't. And honestly, I'm trying not to flip-flop. I never flip-flop on my picks. I never do. I never do. But this year, I need to see what's going to happen with the Nets. The Nets have an improved roster, good rotation right now. I love their pickups of Paul Millsap. He's a vet that knows the game. He's going to bring a great element to to the the Nets offense. You have Patty Mills. He's no scrub, okay? NBA champ, for those who forgot. Patty Mills, former Spur, he's gonna help them in terms of shooting and in terms of experience, leadership in the locker room. Great pickup for, for the Nets there. And then obviously, LaMarcus Aldridge, shout out to him coming back. Remember, he retired due to health conditions. He's back now in the fold, so that's going to help Cam Thomas X Factor. I think Cam Thomas, he's definitely a scorer. All right. We've seen it in the summer league and, and prior to that even. So he's going to help out uh, the, the Nets in that area. And then the one guy I'm looking at, though, Joe Harris. Joe Harris, he's a really, really good shooter. We all know this, but he has to be big in the playoffs. He has to come up come up big in the playoffs. Without him, the, the Nets will struggle. Right, they need him to show up. He didn't show up last playoffs. Rem- Do you remember? I forgot what game it was in Milwaukee. He had an open look. He missed it. They could have won the game. Probably ended the Bucks season, um, you know, relatively. But it didn't happen. 
and 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 we all know what happened after that the the bucks went all the way but yeah going cold against milwaukee last season he was averaging nine points all right do you remember that 34.9 shooting i believe do you remember that and remember he's a three-point assassin 31.2 from three-point range that wasn't good enough so if they don't have him in their playoff run it's gonna really hurt but I'm, I'm basically saying the Bucks right now because I don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving. I'm just going to put it out there right now. If Kyrie Irving is here, if Kyrie Irving is present more than half their games, if he takes the shot and actually comes back to play for the Brooklyn Nets this season, the Nets are winning the championship. The Brooklyn Nets will win the championship if Kyrie Irving is ready to go. If not, they're not winning the championship. It's it's on Kyrie. I believe that. I honestly believe that. Can I trust KD? Yes. I can. KD's going to do what KD does. We know who he is. You know who I am. He said that once a to- upon, upon a time. He said that once upon a time. We know who he is. Harden... That's the one thing we're going to talk about him later in the playoffs. But he's James Harden. He's James Harden. One of the best players in the game. One of the best players of all time. We've seen the top 75 list that he's on. But they need a Kyrie up in there, man. They need Kyrie. I'm telling you. Because the Bucks are a good team. They look stronger. And that guy, Giannis, he's getting better and better and better. And I'm afraid. I am afraid he might have a shot. He might have a jump shot. Hello, is this mic on? Have you seen him in the preseason? Have you seen him in the opener against the Nets? He might be developing a shot before our very eyes. If that happens, it's over. It's over. So give me the bucks right now. But again, remember what I said about the Nets and Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie's there, my my pick changes. My pick changes. But... We can't really do hypotheticals. I don't believe in hypotheticals right now. So we're going to say the Bucks are going to, to the uh, NBA Finals. Now, who do they meet? They meet up with the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Big Three. All right. They're going to win the Western Conference. But the West isn't easy, though. Again, it's not easy to, uh, to predict right now because there are so many teams. The Suns. Can they rebound uh, after what they did last year? The Nuggets, the Warriors. Can the Clippers somehow get up in there? Um, even without Kawhi for the foreseeable future. Can Dallas make some noise with Luka Doncic? There are so many teams. The Jazz. The Jazz have a well-rounded team every single year. They just can't get over the hump. Will this be the year they get over the hump? So that's why it's, it's not... Look, me picking the Lakers isn't easy because I was looking at the Warriors and I'm still looking at the Warriors. I'm like, the Warriors might go all the way and I won't be surprised if they go to the finals. I will not be surprised. Splash Brothers return at some point. Clay's coming back. You got your guys, Kaminga, um, James Wiseman coming back as well. You have Jordan Poole, Iggy's back. That helps green all those all those guys here, so you never know. Bielitsa, that's a good pickup, man. I, I love it. I think the Warriors is the perfect spot for Bielitsa right now. Uh, we saw what he did against the Lakers in game one. 
Now, the only thing is, I'm looking at another team to reach the, the conference finals. Because based based on my on my um on my West standings, remember here, remember the bracket. It would be the the Lakers, I have them going in the way, right? So they would beat the Warriors in the second round. Right? So initially I was like, okay, the Warriors are gonna meet up with the Lakers in the conference finals, but according to my standings, they can't. That's not impossible. That's not possible, right? So I have the Lakers playing the Nuggets. Yes, the Denver Nuggets once again. Remember, they met each other in the 2009 Conference Finals and the 2020 Conference Finals. And what happened both times? The Lakers won. Lakers are going to win in six. All right. The, the Nuggets are a team. The Nuggets are a very good team. And they're going to have a nice team. They already have it. Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, huge pickup. You have yourselves MPJ. You have yourself the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. All that works for you. But when you get Jamal Murray back, that's when we're saying, okay, okay, Denver, I see you. I see you. Because Denver's going to be really scary once Jamal Murray gets back. When healthy, Denver's one of the better teams in the NBA. But I have the Lakers reaching the finals. And in the NBA finals, this is what's going to happen, man. This is what's going to happen. We have Giannis. We have LeBron. In the finals, it's going to be great finals. The reigning finals MVP, reigning champ. All right. Multiple time defensive player of the year, Giannis, playing against one of the greats, LeBron James. It's going to be a great storyline finals, but I just don't see it happening for Giannis this time. The 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 Lakers, that's what it's going to look like at the end, guys. That This is what it's going to look like. LeBron's going to have five rings. LeBron is going to end up with five rings. Now, one second. Remember, I want you guys to have this in your head. Put it in your brain. If Kyrie Irving is here, if Kyrie Irving present, this whole Lakers Bucks gets washed away. If Kyrie Irving is present, the Lakers will meet up with the Nets and the Nets will win. But that's not the case right now. All right. I just want you guys to remember, though, Kyrie is the difference for me. That's that's what it is. These predictions are based on what I'm seeing right now, not on hypotheticals. Oh, is Kyrie coming? We don't know what's happening with Kyrie. So I have the Lakers over the Bucks, Right. But if Kyrie's there, the, the Nets are winning the whole thing. But the Lakers, I think that this this is going to happen because, I mean, you give me a healthy LeBron James with a healthy knock on wood AD who is beating these guys in the West who's beating them in the West I I don't know I I just I don't see it It, it's gonna be tough it's not gonna be easy for me it's not there's no cakewalk it's not this is different than 2020 I think 2020 their playoffs I think every series went five games if I'm not mistaken except for the finals against the Heat where that went six but this is going to be a dog fight. The West is no joke. But I trust in LeBron James. 19 years in the NBA and he's still looking like this. My Lord. All right. Now let's move to our awards. Our awards look like this. Steph Curry is going to be the 2022 MVP. Write it down, ladies and gentlemen. Write it down. My guy, Steph. My favorite player in all of basketball. You guys know me. It's Steph. It goes Steph. 
Dame, LeBron, and then Giannis. And those are my favorite guys in the, in the game of basketball right now. But Steph, I think he's getting MVP. Why? Because he has to lead these guys all the way. If they want to go all the way, they're going to need Steph Curry because they don't have Klay Thompson right now. Jay Draymond Green isn't as good as he was. He's still a factor, but not as good as he once was. And the Warriors are a lot younger than they have been over the over the past few years. So Steph is really the guy on the team that has to lead them to where they want to go. So I think he's going to have great numbers and, and a fantastic year. Jalen Green, Rookie of the Year. Houston, not going to have a good year team-wise, but I think Jalen Green, just how he has athletic, sorry, athletic ability, he has the shot. Shot selection is one thing that I want to see him grow um, this season, but he has what it takes to be a Zach Levine type guy. He does. He really, really does. Um, as for coach of the year this year, give me Billy Donovan, uh, Chicago. I think Chicago, again, they're going to have a good year. They're going to have a good year. They have a nice rotation, nice roster overall. I do believe that Donovan is going to have Zach Levine playing even better this year. I think that he's going to find a way to, to mesh all the new parts coming in, including Lonzo Ball, who I think will be uh, much improved, and also DeMar DeRozan. But yeah, I, I, I give it to Donovan, Coach of the Year this year, and also watch Monty Williams, watch Nate McMillan and Eric Spolstra and Quinn Snyder. Those are other guys that I'm looking at this year. Anthony Davis, Defensive Player of the Year. I think DPOY is in his future. Again, the Lakers are going to have a good year this season, obviously. And I think AD is going to be healthy. I really think he's going to be a healthy this year. And we know what a menace he is on the defensive side of the basketball. But guys, obviously, you've got the usual suspects. Rudy Gobert, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, maybe even Joel Embiid. We, we don't know. So those guys are guys to watch. But give it to, I'll give it to AD. Derek Rose, six man. I think a lot of people aren't looking at Derek Rose here. He wouldn't be the first... No, I think that was Harden, the first to have six-man and MVP. But he'd be that. He'd be a former MVP with the six-man award. I believe that in New York, another team that we're really interested in this year, you're looking at the fact that they, they have Julius Randle, who made the all-star team, uh, Thibodeau, uh, coach of the year. You have RJ Barrett. I think Barrett's going to rise and continue to improve and, and grow this season. You have... Um, the return of Mitchell Robinson, the Knicks have him back. That's going to be huge. He's effective, like really effective on the boards uh, and defensively. So that's going to be interesting to watch. But the Knicks and on the bench as well, you have Derrick Rose, like I mentioned, Obi Toppin, I think, Obi Toppin, uh, Emmanuel quickly. They, they will grow. All right. Why? Because Derrick Rose is there. I think the second unit with Derrick Rose and help them grow and obviously can't forget these two guys they're new additions you have Kemba Walker right New York born and bred he's ready to, to represent the Knicks um, this season he's gonna have a nice year uh, probably not an all-star type year for Kemba but he's going to make the, the the garden rock I think that is gonna be a lot of fun and then you have Evan Fournier shout out fantasy team I think Fournier is an underrated type of guy he could get his own shot. He could shoot the basketball effectively. He could get some points for you. And, and, and he sees the floor properly. And he understands shot selection as well. So it's going to be intriguing to watch the Knicks this year. Give me Derrick Rose, man. I think he's going to have 
a year where we're really saying, man, Derrick Rose, he came up big and he came up big for the Knicks in terms of a playoff push, right? They're going to need him for this playoff push. Give me Derrick Rose. And then for most improved player, give me Michael Porter Jr. I tried this last year. I think it was a year too early on this one. Um, and, and he did start slow last year. I, I won't lie. He did start a bit slow just in the scoring. Um, he was under 20 points per game. But after the All-Star break, um, his numbers, they just they kept on rising, kept on improving. And he averaged 22.3 points per game on 56.4 shooting from the field. That's not bad. And then you also add on to that that he was 46.4 from beyond the arc. I believe that these numbers... The shooting percentage from the field, from beyond the arc, and points per game are going to improve. Why? Because the Denver Nuggets need him. If if I'm somebody saying they're making the conference finals and they don't have Jamal Murray still, look, they're going to need um, not only Jokic to be Jokic and be that MVP type guy. They're going to need another man there. And that's going to be MPJ, right? You got Monte Morris as well. Monte Morris, underrated point guard, but that's not the guy. Composo, that's not the guy. Will Barton, no. no. Aaron Gordon, no. We're going to need MPJ to show up if the Denver Knicks want to have that type of year. So give it to him. I, I think that is going to be how it looks for the awards. And now to the Fraud Watch. The Fraud Watch, yes. Yes, so again, the Fraud Watch is when someone doesn't perform up to par, someone comes up short when it matters most, or a situation that just looks really, really bad, right? That's when I put the term up. I say, look, you're on Jelani's Fraud Watch, copyrighted, by the way. And also Fraud Watch, copyrighted as well. I'm trying to make that my own hashtag. But yeah, so the Fraud Watch. Here are my Fraud Watch alerts for 2022. All right, so can the Suns and the Hawks prove to us that they are those type of teams? Because let's start with the Suns. They have to prove they can do it without the West being injured. Remember, last playoffs, AD, LeBron was banged up. The Nuggets had no Jamal Murray. Kawhi Leonard gets hurt somehow. Remember that it's just a random injury when Ingles ran into him. So they, they managed to get through. I mean, it was still tough. You have to get through. You have to win four games per series. But hey, you, you were missing those guys on the other side. So can they can they repeat what they did last year? Yeah, Monte Williams, he was my coach of the year last year. I think he was robbed. He was absolutely robbed of the year. I'm sorry, not sorry. All right. But I think he's gonna have a good year once again, coaching these guys up. They have good depth, they have key ads, they have um Shamit, he comes in, Alfred Payton, JaVale McGee. Growth from Jalen Smith would be great for the Suns this season, but I'm looking at them. Then I'm looking at the Hawks. The Hawks. Why? Nate McMillan, once again on Coach of the Year watch, but he also has the talent to really make this team look really good season. A lot of people think they were a fluke. A lot of people thought they shouldn't have beaten the Knicks. I look, if you were someone that thought the Hawks were losing to the Knicks last year, stop. Okay. I don't know why you would think that. The Hawks were the better team. All right. They have Trey Young, obviously who is going to have an all-star type of year. He keeps getting better, 25.3 points per game on eight assists, 8.9 assists last year. He's going to have those numbers increase. But what I'm looking for is just to see their team. Why? Because they're they're young. 
they're athletic they could shoot the ball all these sort of things you have cam reddish's return cam reddish comes back deandre hunter as well their returns and also a dark horse rookie of the year right now jalen johnson remember he went to duke ew duke hate duke you know me i'm north carolina through and through however he is going to have to find a way first of all to get through all the depth they have at the wing but he is somebody who could be a dark horse rookie of the year candidate but can the hawks do what they did last year will be interesting to watch another thing ben simmons ben simmons why well where do we start I already went off on this man, okay? I don't want to go off on this man again. He's been on the Fraud Watch. He's been on there. He's one of the Fraud Watch representatives right now, okay? He's one of the co-chairs right now. But the Sixers don't want to trade him. We obviously see that he was suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Remember, he went to the... For those who don't know or living under a rock, he, he showed up to the facility, practice was going on, and he had a phone in his pocket. He didn't look like he was engaged. Uh, we heard reports Doc Rivers wanted him to come in for a drill. He said no. Doc asked him again. He said no. I like, what do you not understand? And Doc sent him home. He's like, okay, go home. And then today it comes out that he currently isn't mentally ready to come back to play for the Sixers. Understandable because, I mean, the, the crowd would just lose it on him. Uh, their, their home opener. If he comes out there, oh my, oh my goodness. And also, he's, re he's receiving treatment on his back due to, you know, ramp up process. And, and right now, apparently, there's some back issue. I think that, look, I don't want to say an injury is fake, but I mean, come on. Like, I, I, I think that he's just saying this not to play, honestly. The case of this, though, why are they the fraud watch, Ben Simmons and the Sixers? Who will cave first? Will it be the Sixers saying, you know what, we got to move this map? Or will it be Ben Simmons saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to play because it's a really bad look right now if if you're the sixers i don't think it's good for you if you go out there and you start ben simmons against the nets on friday or or against another team especially at home because you're gonna put ben simmons out there for for him to get flamed by the philly crowd that's not a good look all right and we all know about the chemistry issues right now with with he and joel Embiid. it's just bad it's really bad and one more thing, this will change the CBA. The owners, the player union will be talking about this situation. One, whenever something goes wrong, will players say, you know what, I want out, despite the fact I'm on a max deal or despite the fact I have four years left on my deal. I signed a contract. It seems as if I, as if I forgot that I signed a contract to get your butt in the facility and play. So those things are going to be very very fun to watch as we move forward. I, I don't know where it's going to go from here in terms of the CBA cracking down on guys doing this, right? And uh, will the Sixers cave? I mean, there are teams out there that would love to have Ben Simmons. The Kings, I know that would be a good spot for, you know, for them to just get him, get his talent. Again, I said the Timberwolves, the Golden State Warriors, you never know. You never know. So that that's something I'm really watching this year. Another team on the fraud watch, the Lakers. Why? Well, the Lakers, they have this big three set up, right? But can they mesh? Can they mesh? If they don't get this done, they will get flamed on Twitter. We all know this. They will get flamed like there's no tomorrow. And you know who will be the scapegoat? Russell Westbrook. Look, Russ 
I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I hope it does. That's why I haven't won in the finals. I believe it will work. And remember, LeBron's teams, they start off slow. They start slow. Do not panic if this thing doesn't look great from the jump. We saw it in the first game. The lane was clogged. That doesn't help Russ at all. We saw this in Houston with Clint Capella. They had to move him. They had to move him because the lane was never open for him. All right? He's not the best shooter, so he needs the lane to be open. Right? That's what he does. That's what he needs. And there are times when we might need to see Russ be Russ. However, that's more so with the second unit. Because with the second unit, he has freedom with the basketball to do whatever he wants. You could you could be Russ, have the ball in your hand, call the shots. But when it's Braun and AD on the floor, that's not the case. I don't think that should be the case, right? When, when they're the focal point, AD and LeBron James, I think that Russ has to help with you know, transition offense, fast breaks, quick ball movement, rather than helping out in terms of being, you know, the, the primary ball handler in the 24 second offense, a shot clock offense. I just, I think that's going to be something to really watch. I think they should give a lot of looks to Rondo. I think Rondo needs a lot of action this season as, as a primary ball handler as well. But it's going to be interesting to see how that big three meshes, man, because remember they had they had it in place for Buddy Heald to come over in the deal. It wasn't supposed to be Russ. It was supposed to be Buddy Heald. All of a sudden, we see Russ get traded to LA. It was Ram. It was right before our eyes, something that we weren't expecting. Now, Braun and AD, you want Russ. You wanted them. So it has to work. You have to find a way to make it work. Because if you don't, and you passed up on a guy in, in Heald, who would have provided better spacing and better shooting, let's be honest, then we're going to be talking about, okay, you made a mistake. And that and this move held you back from a championship. That's what's going to happen if this doesn't get done. And they need to get it done. There's no excuses for you, LeBron James. I love LeBron. No excuses. I know you're in year 19, but you look like you're in year two. All right? You look fantastic. You have, you have what it takes to, to bring the Lakers all the way. And AD, given health, there's no excuses for you either. I'm expecting a big year from Anthony Davis. Now they need to play AD at the five. I think they need to play AD at the five a lot more than they than they want to. Um, and LeBron at the four, especially the Western Conference. You're looking at big teams, right? Uh, a lot of teams that feature bigs that might cause issues, right? And AD might have to deal with that, right? On both sides of the ball. So put AD at the five. But anyway, moving on to two more fraud watch alerts for this season. I'm looking at James Harden. James Harden, why? Um, the legacy, the legacy factor of it all. Kyrie's not here. So this is his time to really prove to us, okay, you know what? You lose a really, really good player, all-timer, but we still got it done. We as in KD and Harden. Harden has to prove it to us in the playoffs. He has to. All right, there are times where he has come up big in the playoffs. He's not just, he's not only known for choking, all right? Because he had times where he did carry the Rockets over the years. But now it's about that ring. He needs the ring. There's no excuse. You're on arguably the, the, the most favored team in the NBA right now, with or without Kyrie. So if Harden comes up small in the playoffs and it's only KD, or there are games where KD comes up big and Harden's numbers are pedestrian that is not going to look good at all trust me and the media will flame this man 
I'm telling you, he's on the fraud watch. He needs to show up big this year. Former MP, someone who we consider to be one of the better twos of all time. Top five two guard of all time. Your legacy catapults given a ring comes this year, James Hart. So I'm looking at you, James. I'm looking at you and I'm looking at the playoffs. I don't care about no, no regular season. We know who you are. We know what's going to happen. The 30-point game nights. We know the triple-doubles are going to come. We get that. But when it matters most against the Bucks, because you're going to meet the Bucks, you're, you're going to meet your man's Giannis Antetokounmpo, who you don't like. You're going to meet up with him. And when that time comes, will you come up big or will you come up small? Will we be asking questions to KD in the press conference saying, man, how does it feel that Harden didn't really help you out today? Right? We can't have that happen. No, James Harden, because if he doesn't pull it off, if he doesn't show up in the playoffs, his legacy takes a hit rather than being increased and being helped out by a potential rent. So James Harden needs this for his legacy, needs it bad with or without Kyrie. And lastly, the Pelicans, man. The Pelicans are on my fraud watch because they are supposed to be a lot better. Last year was bad. Last year was really, really bad in New Orleans. It was bad. It was bad. You were supposed to be way better than you than you ended up being. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the, the issue was. But they keep telling us they want to build the right team around Zion. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. They're, I don't like the roster construction in New Orleans right now. And also, teams are looking at New Orleans and monitoring, monitoring the situation. They're really zeroing in on this because we've heard uh, murmurs about Zion not really being happy or satisfied with the front office in New Orleans right now. Okay? This, these reports came out last year. We heard of it. We heard of it. So, with that being said... Rival teams are looking at this situation, trying to pounce. Will Zion be the first superstar to really turn down the rookie extension? That's that's never happened, bro. That's never happened. Everyone knows the four years you spend, you spend your years with the team that drafted you. Then you re-up. You re-up for further years um, to, you know, to get a second contract down the line, possibly. No one leaves after four years. This might be the case with Zion. We don't know. And, and why would would he leave? It's because the dysfunction and the way that things are going in New Orleans doesn't really look crystal clear. But Zion is also on fraud watch. It's not the Pelicans only. Zion's a good player. But the reports coming out that you, you touched 300 pounds? What is that New Orleans umbo doing to you, my guy? 300 are we playing in the nfl no so the weight issue was something we were really looking at because the weight yes everyone's gonna be like oh just make him into shack into Lakers shack just put him in the paint he's gonna be huge anyway no one's gonna stop him the problem is injuries the injuries that come with the weight that come with the size that's not beneficial it's not gonna be sustainable so Zion needs to really control that. He he really, really does because he has a high ceiling. His career is going to be great, but the injury factor is going to be huge. All right, the injuries and also the fact of the matter is I know a lot of people aren't really interested in to seeing 
you know, the Pelicans and seeing what they've done in terms of roster. I know they have Brandon Ingram, but what else? You know, Jonas Valanciunas, but what else? But they have a star-studded talent in Zion. The weight is a problem. It's a problem. 300, that's not good to hear. No, no one's interested in that. He needs to lose the weight because given the weight, it's going to result in injuries. We can't have that. But that's the that's the fraud watch. We'll see what happens. And more people are going to enter the fraud watch this season. You know that. All right. You know that already. So uh, don't be no frauds. All right, show up when called upon. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching the show. It was good to be back. Give you, I gave you a long episode today. Usually I don't go this long, but um, I'm happy to be back and giving you my NBA predictions 2022. Let's hope I'm correct. And let's hope I'm wrong about the Raptors. I want the Raptors in the playoffs, but we'll see what happens on that, Mark. And again, um, my finals, Lakers box for now. We'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving. But guys, thank you for watching. Like I said, follow at the RBTL show on Instagram, and I will see you next time. Go Cowboys.